0: Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert.
1: Thank you for joining us again on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and you know what? It's September. We are going back to school. Grab your backpack, grab that old lunchbox, and let's learn some stuff. And my guest today has a couple different things to teach us. I'm excited to hear about both of his businesses, but also his founder story. Now, his first name is Tyler, and he goes by Sully. So Tyler Sully Sullivan is the founder of two companies. The first one's called Bomb Tech Golf, and he's uh, it's an e-commerce store where with over 20 million sold online since 2012. So that tells you something. He knows what he's doing in that arena. But it's also exciting that he also runs another company called Ecom Growers, where he and his team have helped countless Shopify owners add six to seven figures in additional sales. You know what that means? That means more money in the bank. And by doing that and adding to their e-commerce stores, they do it by optimizing email systems and ad campaigns to find hidden revenue streams. And over the years, Sully has come to learn the formula for running running a successful and profitable e-commerce business. I mean, obviously look what he's done with BombTech Golf. He believes that even with online companies, there is huge value get this, and when I say this, you guys are going to go, hey, Michael, that's what you talk about all the time, and having real conversations with customers and potential buyers. And he's hyper focused on the customer experience, as you guys know I am, and operating a lean business that doesn't just drive revenue, it drives serious profit and cash. So joining me today is Sully. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. I We had uh, dropped off my oldest at school today, so it's a I, a little stressful you know so oh. he's in first grade so i hope he has a good day
1: you know, oh it's day. first grade. so this is like real first day then because kindergarten well, is like, like we, the pandemic. yeah
0: we we did it virtual last year
1: so oh. this is
0: like real first first grade missed preschool essentially but oh. luckily this summer we met a lot of his friends and we did t-ball and soccer and you know, so he knows a lot of kids in his class, and, and we didn't screw him up too much hanging out with him <laughs> for a year without going to school. So, and then I've got my daughter going tomorrow to preschool. So, oh, uh, luckily, my companies don't need me. So, if they do need me, I'm available as a dad. That's my number one priority. So,
1: oh, and that's so sweet. So, you know, the whole get the backpack, get the lunch. We got to get out the door on time today.
0: It was an early morning. I usually, well, it's been funny, we really haven't had to get up for much other than swim lessons or, or tennis or whatever we're doing. Yeah. Today, we're up at 6.30 and, you know, we were out the door, I think, 7.15, 7.30. It was early. Oh. So, well, it's a long day. So, I think he will have fun. But I'm excited oh. for it.
1: He will. And you know, when he gets home, you're going to need to have nothing else in, in your line of sight because he's going to go, blah, 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 yep. dad, guess what? And then what? And then what? Oh my gosh. Wow. Exciting.
0: It is. It is. So, so that side's good.
1: <laughs> well, excellent. Well, and I hit the highlights of your companies and a little bit of your story, but tell us a little bit about you, your businesses and how this has helped not only you to help shock the potentials of others, but how it's really shocked your own potential.
0: Yeah, so I'm an accidental entrepreneur. You know, I really didn't have any expectations of making money on my own. Um, in 2000, I think it was like nine or 10, I was competing in the Home Run Derby of Golf World Long Drive, which is you essentially hit the ball as far as you can and try to beat other guys. And I wasn't mm-hmm. that good, um, but it, I became obsessed with golf. And I, I, was, I grew up playing golf, but got, fell in love again in this style. And they had a local club builder assembling these different drivers for me. And I ended up uh, breaking all of them. Oh. So it was it wasn't from my pure power and muscles. Uh, <laughs> it was from his inability to assemble them properly. So I had a necessity, I said, all right, I'm gonna learn how to uh, assemble a golf club. And it's not, it's not a complicated process, but I learned to do it. One of my buddies was like, hey, can you build one for me? Cause he saw me, you know, at the driving range with like 40 drivers. I was like, sure. He's like, how much? I'm like, I don't even know. Like, uh, and I, I sold him one. I was like, that's kind of weird. I made money, that's cool. I love golf, whatever. And then I was actually honestly bored at my day job. I was in sales for my whole mm-hmm. life. You know, pharmaceutical sales, medical device, copier sales, you know, you name it. I was just candidly bored. Um, was always a top rep, but just didn't feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And I'd made a website. It was the world's worst website. It took me six months and then at the six month mark, I got a sale and I was on, it's funny. It was, this was like my first real epiphany. I was mm-hmm. on a boat and this was not a yacht. It was like our little boat I bought uh, <laughs> for my wife and I. And I, I got an email, I came in and it says, you got an order. And I was like, "What? what? Okay. I was like, that's cool. Let me do more of that. Cause that was like the first moment where I was like, I made money but I'm not going to work or working for someone else and it's in gold. Mm-hmm. So I really, mm-hmm. I just went to where there was some traction, right? Like I did something I like, made a website with no expectation. And then from there, I kind of just stumbled along and documented my journey on Facebook early days, you know, just started posting, asking questions, having conversations. It's a big piece of what I do. And that's what mm-hmm. sort of how I shock other companies now with my other brand is we do conversational email marketing but so yep. really, to go to your your point, long story short, I started documenting, I ended up calling my University of Vermont where I barely graduated. Uh, <laughs> and it was over beers with a buddy. I'm like, dude, I want to make my own driver. He's like, dude, you're not that smart. I'm like, you're not wrong. And so I worked with the college with four students who were smarter than me, and we designed our own product um, oh. for a whole year. And for some reason, I took upon myself to cash in my 401k and make these clubs because i thought they're going to be great and luckily they were Mm. and because i had those conversations on social media when i went to launch you know we didn't kill it but we sold like ten thousand dollars and i was like that's good let's do more of that yeah Yeah. Uh, and then really i was able to scale it up and now we do you know over eight figures a year you know we're doing seven figures a month um but I was able to scale it with Facebook ads and having conversations there. And really the best example of that is I made a, a video in my backyard with my newborn. Uh, I just had a kid and this is after I was fired from my day job. It's a different story, but, and I, I hit the ball into a net. It sounds like a gun goes off. And I asked a question, says, does your driver sound like this? Oh. And, I, and I boosted it for 300 bucks. And I got 10,000 comments, 300,000 views. Wow. And I had, I had a BlackBerry at the time, and I commented until my thumbs were bleeding. <laughs> Literally. Um, and I just was engaging. I didn't know why. I didn't know, like, hey, if I comment to this person, I'm going to sell 500 more clubs. Right. I just said, right. well, there's traction here. Let's do that. And I was able to scale it up. And, you know, uh, now we, we, we crush it. And I've got another company doing seven figures and, you know, two kids now. And life's a lot different.
1: Right. Wow. And I love the uh, reference to the BlackBerry.
0: <laughs> I used to love that uh, thing. I was the email I, king. I,
1: uh, I loved mine too. I loved mine too. My husband's like, no, you need to get into the new world. Uh, or well, what I, I love that you uh, talk about this being an accidental entrepreneur. Um, but what I love even more, and this is the whole purpose of actually my second book, which is about the customer experience and how, that interaction is what's so important that you actually engage with people and I, crazy idea, actually care about what they say, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's neutral and that you have dialogues that lead to either change, satisfaction, a sale or the dual acceptance that it's not right for one or both at the time. And that's that's a really important factor um, that I think people overlook a lot.
0: I mean, I think that's really the core of success for both my companies, especially the golf brand, BombTech. So, you know, as I kind of grew it, I would just again, I just did this because I wanted to know the answers. I would ask some questions like, hey, what do you guys want? I'm thinking about this product, this design, you know, what do you play now? How often I was just having conversations I normally wanted to have. Yep. And that allowed me to really build an audience that cared because I cared Mm -hmm. about what they said. And so like how we scaled that is the interesting part. Now that we've got more size, because we found that the most important place we can have conversations for us is an email. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with with how much we spend on social media, the amount of comments we get a day is like staggering. So we don't necessarily mm-hmm. hit every comment like we used to. Yeah. But email is really our asset. So like if ever anyone were able to buy Bomb tech, Or, you know, transferred or whatever if I died, something, you you know, you're buying the email list and customer list. So Mm -hmm. we really cherish that relationship. And a a big part of our strategy is in email, we ask questions we want to know the answer to. For example, we've got two clubs coming up we're about to launch. We just ask them, which one would you want, A or B? And Mm -hmm. I'm always shocked, you know, because I'm always like, oh, B is going to crush. Everyone's going to want, and it's always A. So (laughs) so that has helped Teach me that. Yeah, I'm the founder. I started it, but I'm not really important anymore. It's really what they want, um, and we kind of translate that next level with customer service experiences. I, my so I only have two employees um, that are in-house W two and they're customer service. So they have full healthcare paid for. You know, they they get paid much more than normal customer service would, and their only goal is to have conversations and wow people. So they they've got free reign to send out. Free clubs, do anything they want, full refunds on anything. Like, just they can do whatever they want to wow them. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to see, like, we have a private owner's Facebook group for the, the econ brand, how impactful that is because the word of mouth, especially on the golf course, online, it's everything. So, we, we translate that via email in our private Facebook group, and just in everything we do, we try to just have real conversation so that's why the guys we hire you know they know golf they love golf they're paid mm-hmm. well you know so it's just that's at the root of it i think if i had started the company with an expectations of certain revenue income i don't know if i'd have that same lens um mm-hmm. you know in early days it was much harder like when i got fired from my day job i was working 20 hours a week seven days a week 20 hours a day seven days a week okay. with a newborn i was like oh do i really want to give this guy a new club (laughs) because it would cut deep but now it's like that's all we want to do is wow people and have conversations um and emails really the is the core channel we do that for and it's like you know when we launched a new product we just did a launch the other day it's like i wasn't even in the business so we had you know did six figures in a day uh because (laughs) we care and they know we care so they're willing to try a new product or buy something else or a repeat order rate's really high for a product that you don't need to replace you know it's a hard thing it's not a consumable um so yeah that's kind of how we think and i think of conversational marketing is just give a shit and 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 communicate you know where you can where it's it's powerful and our main channel is you know email for those two-way conversations
1: yeah, and I love what you said. You know, it's not what I want as the leader; it's what they want, meaning the customer, and that's so important um, from a business owner's standpoint or from the salesperson standpoint. And and I, I hear your pain. I spent some years in pharmaceutical sales, oh, nice. and and it, it was yeah, all nice. Yeah, I did. I, it, it, <laughs> well, I did the
0: same pharma was interesting?
1: There's some nice parts to it, you know. I mean, yep. company car, lots of perks, nice pay. Um, oh, yeah. But the reality of it was the expectation of the job is not always real to number one, what you're facing out there, or number one, two what you should be doing. You know, it shouldn't always be about, um, you know, whether or not you go through the entire detail piece to tell a doctor every single part of your new drug. It's about whether or not you're having actual genuine conversations that say, Hey, you know what? I know you never prescribe my drug. That's fine. I don't need to change your mind, but since you've given me five minutes of your time, will you tell me what you love about the other drug? You know, just yeah. so I can learn, so I can understand. And those kind of conversations for me in that sales role were what led to my success because people are like, oh my God, wait, you're just not trying to sell me? You actually care why I prescribe your yeah. competitor? All right, let's have a conversation. Yep,
0: totally. That, that's that's the core of it, you know? So So essentially, and then, you know, one thing too is, you know, also for me, you know, it's just, I've found opportunities and just kind of, if I see an opportunity of taking it. So like I was able to start another company, um, this may maybe a good learning for, for everyone with ecom growers, because when I had all these articles come out from like Klaviyo, which is an email software platform, Inc. Magazine, entrepreneur, people were hitting me up like, Hey, can you help me with my company, e-com right. brand? I was like, I was like, no. <laughs> and no, um,
1: I got my own my, thing going
0: <laughs> yeah I was like I'm busy and I can't help you and but my first employee Chris who was working like as many hours as he could because he just loved it mm-hmm. um was writing all my email he's like hey do you mind if I help them I said listen I will support you in whatever you want to do and I hope you crush it as mm-hmm. long as, so I was like you can do a side hustle here as long as you mm-hmm. don't lose you know uh focus of your main job and and then mm-hmm. I, I said go out close the deals that are reaching out to me. Tell me how you do in 30 days. And he went out and doubled the revenue uh, from email. I said, okay, that's pretty good. What do you want to do? And he says, I want to do more of this. So I literally just said, okay. So I essentially said, okay, let's let's make a plan for you to exit my company, you know, and then I'll partner with you and I'll help you grow it if I can. And now that company, you know, does seven figures It's three years deep and we help these other e brands with one thing, conversational yeah. email marketing that drives revenue and engagement. So it's just like, but I had no, I didn't have a goal of starting an agency. Right. It was just right place, right time. There was interest and he was the one that wanted to, to be the expert. And I knew he was from an e working with my company. Yeah. So it's just, it's really interesting now to have two legit incomes up you know, it lets me sleep at night a little bit, you know?
1: <laughs> I know what you mean though, too, uh, that you, some, I always say the world tells you what, what your opportunity is. You just better be yep. listening because same thing with All me. Right. Like I've built, I've grown and scaled my company, my first company. Um, and my entire team is in Kenya. And as I got more and more successful, and as I started to, you know, really um, hit new milestones and hit new awareness with other people, people are like, well, how do I find somebody in Kenya? Can you help me find somebody in Kenya? And by that time I'd interviewed like a hundred people in Kenya and I couldn't hire them all, although I wanted to. And I'm like, hey, you know what? There's another opportunity here. So we started a second business as well. And so sometimes the universe tells you (laughs) exactly what you can accomplish. And if you're paying attention, then you can do even more good things. I think it's awesome. Exactly. I love it. Well, uh, Sully, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor and we will be right back. Have you ever considered hiring a virtual assistant but didn't know where to start? Let Kukua Biz help. Kukua Biz matches talented professionals from Kenya with small businesses around the globe. Affordable weekly rates allow you to have a dedicated full-time staff member to help you with anything from administrative tasks, social media management, public relations, and more. Go to KukuaBiz.com today for more information or email info at com. Kukuabiz, that's K-U-K-U-A-B-I-Z dot com. And we are back with Tyler Sully Sullivan, which I'm just going to call him Sully because I love it. And uh, we are talking about the history of both your businesses, which is phenomenal. And one thing I want to hit before I ask you what you're going to teach us this month is that um, I love the fact that you talk about doing whatever it takes to wow the customer. And those people who listen to me a lot know a little bit of a one little bit of a story about me. I worked for, uh, I waited tables long, long ago. And the company I worked for, we all wore these buttons that said no problem and no problem really was no problem and the the whole intent was to give power to the people who were serving customers directly to make the decisions in the moment that would benefit the experience and the business so if somebody said hey i want a baked potato and we didn't have baked potatoes on the on the menu i'd say no problem and i i would take money out of my you know, till that I would, you know, put a receipt back in, but I would send somebody to run across the place across the parking lot and get a baked potato and we put it on, you know, if they wanted, I had one day that a guy said, I'm going to have the stir fry, but what I really wish and my wife would kill me because she's put me on this diet is a big Mac. So, you know, what? I sent somebody out for a Big Mac. I mean, it was one of those, one of those moments, but getting used to that was, um, was a little challenging because I'd never been given that kind of empowerment before. And uh, I think that the fact that you make this such a vital part of your business and you're honest about the times when it was really lean and you're like, do I really want to give them a free one? Yes. Here, take it from my hand. (laughs) But you knew it was the right thing to do. That must, that has obviously paid off for you. Um, How does your team feel about having that kind of empowerment to do what's right or what they feel is right at the moment?
0: I mean, I think it just makes for, you know, it gives them the power to do it and they enjoy it because they don't have to say no. You know, I think that's the hardest thing is you're going to draw a line in the sand and you're on the wrong side of that line you know, it's really makes the job unenjoyable, you know? So when they have conversations with the guys, I wouldn't say we want there to be a problem, but we cherish the opportunity when there is a problem because we can wow them. You know, we try to do all these things to wow them anyways, but it's like, if there's a problem that just, we can really, really wow them. Like one example, there a guy had lost all his clubs in a fire and he posted it on Facebook and we just sent him a new set. So like Uh, didn't even talk to him, whatever. And it it was was just, it was more of a, not that that's going to have a huge impact on his life. It's just a gesture. Um, You know, and the guys feel really good about being able to do that stuff because the word of mouth, and really it's like, I don't, you can't fake this stuff. Like if you just don't care, even if you, you just can't do it. Like you just have to really care. And I don't know how to teach that, Um, but it's like, we're in such a competitive, difficult industry. And I've been so fortunate to break through it and have, you know, how many hundred thousand plus customers yeah. that I just feel thankful and grateful, truly. Therefore, when I tell the team like, hey, take care of them, I really mean it. You know, and I'm lucky that we've got the margins and the, you know, whatever. But I think if you go into it to make money and you look at the P&Ls and you're not, I don't know, if you're not doing it for the right reason, I don't think you ever can cross that bridge you know so for me it was just like natural and I think I also spoke to every customer I ever sold to for the first year so I also Mm -hmm. was like had built those relationships and just I took that in I think if I didn't do that and and grinded and hustled and was that intimate with it it would be hard and that's why I don't sell women's leggings I don't know anything about women's leggings you know so I don't chase trends I just did what I was doing anyways and love that's why if I start another company it'd be a ski brand Cause i love to ski it's like i've oh. already got four, i've got 40 ski designs that i just have in a, a garage that i just have anyways that are all prototyped and i test them and it's like i don't have a company yet but so it's just <laughs> yeah but do what you love you know and then you'll actually care you know i guess that's yeah. a, not to make it simplified but I know that may not be granular of how to execute, but that's for me. I no, think but I
1: think that's important. It's more real than say, than, than many people who say, well, I had this big vision. I was going to implement it. Most of us fell into it. And if we were passionate about it, we got lucky every once in a while. And then we, our skills kicked in. And, and I'm pretty sure this time next year, I'm going to be interviewing you about your new ski line. <laughs> yeah.
0: I know I don't want to ruin skiing though, because then at golf, it's like, oh, I'm just testing clubs all day, so then it turns into work a little bit. So I got to keep skiing. That was my one thing. I'm like, I got to keep that as my my thing. I don't touch, even though I still have 40 prototypes. But uh,
1: one so one day, I'm going to own a shoe line. That's 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 where I'm really going on with all this.
0: <laughs> there we go. Perfect.
1: I love it. Well, Sully, I've asked everybody this month to teach us something. I know you're already teaching us a lot of things, but to teach us something that makes us better personally or professionally or in our businesses. So what do you want to teach us today?
0: Yeah, I think the most actionable thing is right along with what we're saying. But from a a tactical standpoint, you know, whether I think any industry, whether it's e-commerce, agency, you know, traditional is you number one, email is your biggest asset. even though some people think email is dead, it's because you're doing it wrong. Um, Mm. Ask real questions like in plain text to your audience, like literally no images, nothing, just the name of the person, ask them a question you wanna know the answer to and and you'll be shocked with the replies. And we do this to learn, but also it is a tactic that we do use because it gets you in the inbox. And that's a big challenge a lot of people have is when they design these beautiful newsletters with 50 call to actions, and they are beautiful. If you're not getting the opens, the clicks, or the replies, mm-hmm. you're going to spam. Therefore, your your message never gets seen. So mm-hmm. so really, I think it's pivoting how you think of a older or like, you know, uh, channel, which is email, and, and use it to ask questions. If you can do that, it, it's more of a mind shift and then strategy, it's like, okay, let me ask questions, engage and have real conversations and then implement that strategy. You could still run promos, you could still drive tons of revenue, but you do it in a way where people are replying. So like a good example is like, we've got flows set up that ask you like, hey, you know, we, we've seen you check out our clubs, just really wanna know what we can do better, you know, or why didn't you buy or whatever. And they will tell right. us, and then we can actually right. say, oh, actually we do have that club, it's on this page, or, oh, we have a guarantee or whatever. So a lot of times you don't know what you don't know because you didn't ask. Um, Right, yes. So it's all, it seems so simple, but any business I would ever run, I would ask questions in email and and really gather enough emails that it matters. Um, So for us, we use a pop-up that's somewhat engaging, it's a spin to win thing. but yeah, you need to also be asking if you have an online business, even physical business or anything. Not, We don't work with those, but I mean, they still should be gathering your email um, and asking questions. It can work in any business. But yeah, that's really, I think the biggest thing I could say is just shifting your mindset on email marketing from just spraying out messages and hoping for money and right. having a two-way dialogue to then earn the opportunity to sell to them when you want
1: Right. I, I agree. I like that. And email is a funny thing. I actually, you know, there are three people who I actually read their email newsletter that, you know, send me most, most people I've either blocked them or I just delete them because I don't want them to know I blocked them. Um, but there's three people. And the, and the reason I read those three people, those three the, whatever, the ones from those three people is that they are important to me. You know, they have an impact on me. And I am comfortable with how they're trying to engage with me. So even if they're trying to promote something, I'm okay with it because the way it comes through is genuine and it's not overrun. Um, but it's, it's one of those, uh, those dialogues because right now I'm trying to take time with our email list to really take people off that. Aren't the right taught? You know, that's not the right target. We're not really going to meet their needs. Um, I'm going to give them opportunity if they want to still, you know, have updates on things. But to really try to hone down, uh, and we've been working on it for quite a while, um, what we're going to do to tackle 2022 in a much different way. And I think it's a great um, topic to stop and ask questions and just say, you know, to to not assume. Like you, like you said, I can't decide what I want as a leader, or I can't assume that I know what every customer is going to want unless I've asked them
0: yep I mean I did a product launch with one product that I thought was going to kill it mm-hmm. and it was one of the few times this is when we were like scaling really fast I was getting cocky to be candid mm-hmm. this was like 2016 you got a lot of love on social but I didn't really ask the list like what they thought what questions they had would they buy it? you know just the normal flow when we do a launch yeah. and I, I ordered four times our normal like I now I do micro launches where I order like or manufacture 500 units at a time, test yeah. the demand, you know, and if there's enough demand, we'll make it evergreen. We'll sell more of them. And I ordered 2000 units, you know, and it completely flopped. And that was <laughs> a really good kick in the teeth ego check to be like, listen, you're just the guy who started. You're not important anymore. Um, you know, let them tell you. And, you know, uh, you know, you can't assume you know, and that—that's. I think that's like, in my journey, that was my. I thought I knew what I was doing. I was hot shit, and then it was a big. You know, okay, really, I'm not now. I'm not that important. Then having my second kid and delegating all my stuff and having sales go higher was like my final. Okay, I'm really not important now. I'm not going to work as much, and now I'm at a point where I can't even open my computer. They yell at me. Yeah, like, I'll,
1: stay away. They're
0: like, just don't do anything because you break everything so which is which is almost like frustrating because i'm like i just want to do one thing but like you're not the expert anymore which is which is great but it is you know i want to do more and uh, but it took me nine years to delegate to a point where i'm useless
1: yeah i i understand and i i appreciate your you know your honesty with that and you know i know that's a little uh you know self-deprecating but it really is you know the the point of of reality is, you know, in order to scale and achieve things at a much higher level, you have to not try to control everything. You have to, you have to let things grow the way they're supposed to grow. Otherwise you don't know what you're going to end up with. And, and to your point, I'll order 2000 units and sell 20 of them, you know,
0: yeah. that's yeah. probably the hardest part. Once you have some success is getting out of your own way, delegating, mm-hmm. removing the ego. But, uh, two kids took care of that for me.
1: Yeah. Well, for me, it was a pandemic because, uh, my company, you know, prior to the pandemic, I was speaking and training all over the globe and that was my, that was 99% of my business income. So, uh, yeah, I got out of my way pretty quick when I had no choice.
0: <laughs> that's why that, that too, though. I mean, it's how quick can you pivot, but yeah, that's, that's kind of crazy.
1: Absolutely. Sully. So, yeah, I love it. I love your story and I love, um, I love the, the, uh, lesson that you have taught us here because I think it's really important. No matter what your business is or whether or not you are working for somebody else, it's really about stopping to ask the right questions at the right time. And I know we're going to have all your contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody wants to look you up right now, what's the best way for them to find you?
0: Yeah. So if you golf, it's uh, bombtechgolf.com. And then if you're an econ brand, we help other econ brands with email. At ecomgrowers.com. And then LinkedIn, I'm pretty active at Tyler Sully Sullivan. You can DM me direct. I will try to reply.
1: <laughs> I love it. Well, before we go, Sully, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers?
0: I mean, I think just have fun, you know, do something you love, uh, lower your expectations, and uh, ask questions.
1: Mm. I agree. I love it, Sally. Thank you so much. I really enjoy your story and your honesty. And uh, I've already ta- I've taken quite a few notes, so I'm going to see what I can implement as well. Thank you so much for being with us today.
0: Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.